Welcome to the Enliven Beverage Deal Podcast, where we're all about saving and making you money by taking both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership and by leveling the playing field when it comes to negotiating your beverage contracts. I'm your host, Tim Harms. We've got a great show for you today. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I am welcoming Heather Neeson to the podcast. Heather, how are you doing? Hello, doing great. Thanks, Tim. Awesome. Well, we're going to switch things up today. Variety is the spice of life. And uh, today, we're going to let you listen in on an interview that actually you recorded, Heather, about five months ago now, as we're recording this. It's the end of September, I should say September 2020. And uh, we're just getting into the midst of COVID-19 and the world is going crazy. And um, in the midst of that, you sat down with Ryan Donovan, uh, director of Avera Pace, to talk about his experience and how they negotiated over 40% savings on their beverage spend. But before we get into that, can you you know just speak a little bit? How has the landscape changed, or what's happened in the last five months as you've been working on the ground with healthcare clients and with Coke and Pepsi? How, how are things? How have things been? Thanks, Tim. Yeah, and I'm excited for everyone to hear from Ryan. I think that interview was so great, and he just walks us through kind of uh, step by step what that beverage deal looked like for Avera. But yeah, the last five months, frankly, this whole year, I mean, I think we can all agree we wish that this year could have been different. We've seen like week over week uncertainty. And I think we all kind of feel that way about the future right now, just still a lot of uncertainty. But I'll, I'll say, I mean, we, we feel really encouraged. I think we know um, that beverage deals save money for healthcare systems. Um, they make money for healthcare systems. And they, they're really... Um, an awesome partnership with beverage companies. Um, and so so the encouraging part to us is to see how not only healthcare systems, but also the major beverage companies have pivoted during this time. And we've still been able to run these, these projects and secure best-in-class deals for healthcare customers. We've had three major projects running during this time in a virtual environment. You know, everyone's gotten really used to Zoom and um just figuring out their home office setups. And so we're really happy to say that we've been able to continue our work um, despite the pandemic. And I think our work even more than ever is meaningful in the healthcare world right now. So yeah, it's been a bit of a change. Thanks for asking, but, um, but we are really encouraged and inspired by our healthcare systems through it all. Excellent. Yeah. And I've been encouraged seeing the extent to which the beverage companies are really understanding the value of our healthcare clients and just the heroism. Um, they're on the front lines battling this pandemic, and uh, the beverage companies have really stepped up um, to amplify that message to the community. So I won't wait any longer. Looking forward to hearing your interview with Ryan. Here we go. So we're honored to have Ryan with us today. Uh, we met Ryan back 
in the summer of 2018, and it has been a pleasure to get to work with you, Ryan, and just to get to know you on a personal level. Um, so thank you for being here. Just to give everybody just some context, Avera Health is based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and serves South Dakota, um, the surrounding areas of Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, and North Dakota. Um, Avera operates 35 hospitals, 215 primary and specialty care clinics, 40 senior living facilities, um, and lots more. So um, Avera, just, just again, to give you context, services a population of nearly a million people um, through a geographical footprint that covers 86 counties. Um, Avera PACE is a division of Avera Health um, it's a regional group purchasing organization with a really strong presence in the upper Midwest, but it does serve clients um, from all over the United States. Ryan Donovan is the director of Avera Pace um, in Sioux Falls, and Ryan has a passion for the outdoors. Um, he is raising two gorgeous daughters and has told me that he's been relearning his fractions as, as also a part-time homeschool teacher. <laughs> um, and he also serves on a number of boards. Ryan is passionate about the community. Um, Ryan, we're thinking about this. The first time we met you in South Dakota, I think Tim and I were packing meals, <laughs> serving the community right alongside you. So you practice what you preach. And um, again, thanks for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So yeah, so Ryan, before we start, I guess just want to acknowledge it's crazy time with COVID-19. Um, how are you handling it personally? Oh, well, like you alluded to, um, <laughs> you know, we've spent a fair amount of time working from home today. I'm actually uh, in the office, but um, you know, our, our schools are out and have been for some time. So I spend a lot of time, um, just helping, helping the kids with their schoolwork, um, really focusing on keeping them off their screens and getting outdoors <laughs> and staying active. Um, for me personally, you know, um, I haven't been going to the gym, you know, just because of COVID-19 concerns. So trying to stay active myself, been doing a fair amount of, um, yard work and things of that nature, but probably all similar things that other people have been experiencing in their lives as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Well, good. Um, so take us back, I guess, to the beginning of 2018, or I guess the middle of 2018. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what was going on at Avera Health at the time and why you, why uh, Avera Health explored a beverage deal? And I guess, I mean, how you got involved. <laughs> Uh, certainly. Um, the average consumer, because they pay so much in health insurance premiums and, and they see their health care bills, you know, they they have this misconception that that hospitals and the healthcare industry as a whole, you know, are just swimming in margin and swimming in profit when mm -hmm. when in actuality, you know, that's not the case. So a lot of healthcare mm -hmm. systems around the country, you know, are working on laser thin margins. Um and so there's this continual push to look for different ways to save money or make more money. Um, and Avera is no different, you know, so we, you know, especially on our supply chain um, and with some of the different vendors that we work with, you know, we have uh, an ongoing initiative to, to review our, our contracts and the products that we're buying and, and streamline, um, you know, the number of vendors that we're working with and, and try and, um, you know, increase the amount of margin that our organization is, is earning at the end of the day. And that's all in an effort to improve patient care. So 
um, you know, as a nonprofit organization, any of the money that we do earn or take back in um, is turned around to, you know, foster development in our employees and or, you know, create infrastructure improvements for our healthcare mm-hmm. system, which in turn, you know, is a, is a give back to our end patients and end customers. So that's really, you know, what brought us to the forefront of wanting to do this and how we uh, came to exploring the deal and the task to reviewing the process and reviewing, you know, our beverage agreements as a whole was handed down to me. And that's when I, you know, in turn met you folks and we started working on, uh, on our deal together. Awesome. Yes. Great. Yeah. Thinking back to when, you know, you first got introduced to us and heard about, you know, this, this beverage partnership idea. Do you remember if you were, if there's anything in particular that you were worried about or any fears that you had going into it? Um, Yeah. Big concern for us at Avera um, was employee morale. And so, you know, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where we're based out of uh, prior to COVID-19, you know, our, our city um, is the home of two very large healthcare organizations, Avera being one of them. And our unemployment rate uh, within our geography is extremely, extremely low, um, hovering right around that 2% range. And so, you know, taking care of our employees and being mindful of any changes that may affect them, you know, is certainly top of mind. And so when I think of that first fear, and I think mm-hmm. everyone who hears about a beverage deal, you know, kind of jumps to this first, you know, oh my gosh, are we about ready to take away someone's diet Mountain Dew or take away someone's diet Coke? And, you know, so that's the, that's the initial fear that, you know, that first comes to mind. But, you know, once you start peeling back the layers and, and, and talking through, you know, the, the fact you don't have choice in a lot of other areas. Um, you know, the hospital setting is one of the few spaces left where you might have a bottle of Coke and a bottle of Pepsi sitting next to each other on the, on the same shelf. Right. And so understanding that people are conditioned to, you know, to necessarily not having that choice and that it's not going to be as big a deal as what you thought, um, you know, helps you get moving into the process. But I would say that was probably our initial fear. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And we do, to your point, hear that quite a bit, right? Um, And I like the way you put it, you peel back the layers a little bit and start to understand and think about your last restaurant experience. You start to think about the last time you were sort of anywhere, right? And beyond a grocery store, maybe that choice is limited. And then when you start to think about some of the benefits that can come from it, um, uh, it makes sense. But I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I do think that is, yeah, a first fear, right? You're taking something away, but... um, and we always find that it actually produces more choice um, and that's exciting, but that's definitely not the first thought. So, um, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, do you mind sharing just first your involvement, like what your day-to-day responsibilities were on the project? Um, and then second, you know, was there an ultimate owner or how did you guys allocate resources at Avera? Yeah, certainly. Um, so Avera is a faith-based organization, Catholic healthcare system. And so we're, we're a heavily consensus-driven organization. So uh, really, most major decisions are made, you know, with a ton of feedback and a ton of review by, by many different parties, you know, before we move forward. And so this decision was no different than that. So I personally am the director of our affiliate group purchasing program. 
And so we have affiliates and managed sites and managed hospitals that are working to take advantage of, of this contract as well, in addition to our Avera-owned facilities that are already on the agreement. But there was certainly a, a large number of other players that were helping out behind the scenes as well. And I could see other healthcare systems, you know, working in that same manner. So we certainly had, you know, contract specialists and folks from our legal team that were involved. Um, we had representation from our supply chain team. Um, obviously we had representation from our, from our dietary and our food service, uh, organization. Uh, we had representation from our hospitality team. And then in order to convey that messaging out to our employees, uh, Avera is an 18,000, uh, employee organization across five states. You know, we have a very large footprint that we wanted to make sure was uh, well-educated on why we were, you know, looking to partner with a, with a beverage company and go exclusive with someone. And so we had a lot of input from our senior leaders across the system and then spent a fair amount of time with our marketing team as well, um, you know, crafting the messaging and making sure that, again, everybody understood, you know, why we were going in the direction that we were going when we eventually picked, you know, the winner through the RFP process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys did focus quite a bit on group consensus, pulling in all the players that needed to uh, weigh in. And I feel like did that really well. I know that that is um, important to you all. And uh, it was great to see that on the front lines. Um, but you really, Ryan, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you owned the process, right. Of getting all those stakeholders coordinated um, and getting any of the meetings set and that, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. You needed someone to run point, um, mm -hmm. and be that conduit between Enliven and, you know, the mm -hmm. 10 other, you know, major stakeholders that might've been involved in the process. And, right. and you guys certainly, you know, take care of all of that heavy lifting. It's just, uh, you know, getting senior leader schedules to align for conference calls and the, the RFP <laughs> yes. presentations and things yes. like that. You know, you, you need someone that's kind of at the tip of the spear helping out internally. Great. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. And so you were there every step of the way as far as presenting to the different groups and kind of getting that coordinated. Do you remember in the process, were there any um, major concerns or minor concerns from stakeholders um, as you went? And, and if so, how's that handled? Uh, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, Avera is probably not unlike um, a lot of other larger healthcare organizations. And so I mentioned before that, you know, our footprint spans, um, I think it's 80 plus uh, counties, you know, through five states. Mm -hmm. And so we had a fair number of, of vendors that were operating in those different regions. And so, you know, you, you get that concern up front, you know, once you get past the choice issue, you know, you know, educating people on, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. Your, your beverage choice is actually going to increase dramatically, you know, once you go with one vendor versus another. Um, and so we were able to do a couple of carve outs as well in certain high traffic areas where we, where we could offer, you know, uh, still have some, some Coke products there alongside Pepsi. But, um, you know, once we got past that, that choice aspect uh, throughout all these different geographic regions, you know, you have different people that are tied to some of the different bottlers or some of the different vendors in different capacities. And so, um, you know, certainly from like a community sponsorship aspect, that was a big deal. 
You know, we might have cancer benefits and auctions and things like that that take place in different communities. So making sure that that community sponsorship aspect didn't go away when we moved forward with our our new beverage provider was key. Um, We also wanted to make sure that, you know, any equipment that was out there, whether it be coolers or vending machines or fountain machines, you know, that what was being replaced actually fit looked nice in the space. Um, and I was really, really impressed with, so we chose Pepsi I guess I'll just throw that out there um, as we're talking <laughs> through this, but, um, so the equipment that they put in was, was beautiful. It was bright, you know, everything is led backlit, um, looks very clean, and you know how a fountain machine gets to look after four or five years of service, you know, um, yes. you know, it just starts looking kind of, kind of dirty, but I was really impressed with, you know, with all the equipment that they put in. Um, yeah. we obviously made sure that from an IT perspective, you know, it was all secure, um, that there wasn't any issues, you know, from an IT standpoint with it. And then we worked as well. Um, you know, I mentioned before, we're a consensus organization. We really wanted to get all the stakeholders and the employees behind this decision just to minimize any any uncertainty or, or potential complaining that may have came from it. So um, Pepsi worked with us to provide goodie bags with, uh, you know, for all of our senior leaders. And then some of those frontline employees that were working in cafeterias, you know, that might bear the brunt of displeasure when you do make that switch, you know, we made sure to arm them with information on why we switched vendors um, and then gave them some goodie bags and stuff too. Just to, again, really work to make sure that everybody was on the same page. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think it's so funny, but a goodie bag goes a long way, right? And just seeing what kind of products are available. And really, I mean, any kind of change that happens is hard right? for the employees to switch out um, the products, the pricing. And so I think, yeah, that was a great extra um, piece to the conversion. Happy that Pepsi did that for you guys. And um, yeah, it really helped. Uh, so cool. Thank you for sharing all that, Ryan. I mean, I think, yeah, there's 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 definitely issues to work through. And every healthcare system we found, I mean, has their own kind of um, uh, smattering of, of issues to work through. And we're we, we can do that. The beverage companies are willing and able to do that too. So um, those are some great ones. And yeah, the equipment that you guys have um, on the properties are really nice. I think some of your, some of the Vera Health's cafeteria operators and dietitians were really um, interested in some of the healthier for you options that Pepsi had to offer. Um, and so there's some like vending machines that are white and clean and to your point, really bright, uh, makes a difference. I think it's important to note too, you know, like, I mean, the Aliven team was, was great to work with. Uh, Heather and her team came out, um, while we were going through the RFP process, they actually, I mentioned we're in a big geography, you know, they spent the better part of a week traveling around to our different sites and, and doing those surveys and meeting with the local stakeholders. Um, once we switched to Pepsi and actually had all of our gear switched out and changed, um, you know, they came back again and did another site visit and actually went around and spoke with all of the regional folks to make sure that there was no issues and inspect, you know, the installations. And so, it honestly uh, went extremely smooth. And it's also important to note that we were a Coke shop for the most part. So it was a big change because we went from red and white, you know, to the Pepsi blue. Um, 
in a very short period of time. So it was efficient, it was quick, and and honestly, I haven't heard of really any issues since we made the change either, which is great. We'll get back to the interview in just one second. But I wanted to tell you about a way, if you're listening, you could likely save your organization tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars even in just as little as four weeks. In fact, just uh, heard from our team, we saved one hospital $13,000 through this service uh, just recently. And Heather, you're going to come and tell us all about it. What is it, Heather? Yeah, thanks, Tim. I'd love to tell you about a new service we launched here at Enliven. You can find all the details about it at beveragedealaudit.com. And first, let me just say that we love beverage companies. They are innovative and fun, and they have tons of brands that we all love and enjoy. But they can often make mistakes on pricing or reporting. And these simple mistakes can be small, you know, a few cents on a product here and there. But those cents really add up to real dollars, um, especially when most of our clients are purchasing tens or hundreds of thousands of products every year. So if you're listening, you may be wondering if this is happening to you. Could there be some errors in in your beverage deal? And you can find out by going through our beverage audit service. Um, So you can find out more at beveragedealaudit.com. Awesome. So if you're listening, you can save your organization money in a little as a month. And once again, Heather, how do you sign up? Yeah, so just navigate to beveragedealaudit.com and all the details are listed there. Excellent. Thanks, Heather. All right, now back to the interview. But we do want to talk a little bit about, to the extent that you're willing, um, now that you have this beverage partnership, are you able to share any of the results from the deal? Yeah, I think when we originally you know, had our first meetings in 2018 and we were, you know, kicking around the idea of, of looking to do something, we were basing it off of, you know, how many beds we had, um, across our footprint and what the average beverage spend might be, you know, based on our hospital sizes. And I think we had, we had kind of, you know, determined that we could save anywhere from like 20 to 25% roughly, mm-hmm. you know, while we were working through, um, the contract negotiations. And so, like I mentioned, we were a Coke shop. And so I remember the first time that Pepsi came in and I remember thinking to myself, you know, they really have, um, you know, a big challenge in front of them, you know, if they're going to displace the incumbent who was based out of, you know, the same town that we're in, um, and come up with a better deal, um, than what we were getting, you know, from Coke and, and, through the, you know, the negotiation process and the hard work that Aliven put in, I mean, we were able to take that estimated savings from the 20 to 25% range. And I think we're right around the 40% savings range right now, yeah. um, which is awesome, you know, and X actually way better than what we had anticipated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did. They had, Pepsi's had a big chore. Um, they rose the challenge. Yeah. I think the last estimate that we see is 42%, uh, um, savings on beverage spend. Um, and that's not, you know, you can't really measure the soft benefits. It doesn't include the equipment and some of the, um, the soft things that you mentioned. So, um, yeah, really pleased with, um, what the partnership that has come out of it. And, uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, so yeah, so Ryan, you've been so gracious to spend your time with us. Uh, is there any, 
final thought or memory you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I just think to, you know, keep in mind that, you know, the first knee-jerk reaction that people are going to have is this grave concern that employees are going to be upset because a certain flavor of drink is no longer available. And, you know, I just would say that it can be done. You know, I think we're living proof of that. We went through all of those initial concerns and fears and Mm -hmm. were able to come away from it by earning additional dollars that weren't there before with cleaner uh, coolers and infrastructure and and nicer looking um, solutions that are installed in place, better beverage selection than what we had before. Um, And like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, you know, I I can't really think of any negatives that came from the process and, and we haven't really had any complaints that came from it. You know, it's been, it's been a lot of good positives that have come from this whole process. So Awesome. And, and the Aliven team has been great to work with as well. So. <laughs> well, thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. I, I was thinking you and your team have just been incredible to work with. If you have the opportunity to do business with Ryan, the Avera Pace team, or just Avera Health in general, um, it's a treat. So we're always trying to think of ways we can help. So if we can do anything for you, if you're interested to talk further, please do give us a call. Have a great day. Wow, Heather, what a great interview. Thanks for doing that. Um, man, and I'm just listening, so proud of the work that you and our healthcare team did. And obviously, it's it's easy to do great work when we have such great clients like Ryan and the whole team at Avera. But well done. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Tim. And yeah, like you said, it's easy when we have good clients, but Ryan and his whole team has just been a pleasure to work with from back from the very beginning and even, uh, you know, day to day as we continue to manage their beverage deal. So, yeah, it's really fun. No, definitely. Top to bottom, that organization is just world class. It really is. Um, and for everyone listening in, thanks so much for listening. Hope you found that helpful just to get some inside perspective on what it's like uh, to negotiate uh, one of these types of agreements. And uh, thanks for letting us flip the script a bit. We'll be back with our normal programming next time. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Hope you found that informative. If you have a burning question about your beverage negotiation or partnership, we'd love to hear from you and answer it on this podcast. Reach out to us by emailing podcast at enlivenpartnership.com. And hey, before we sign off, I want to remind you that you can take both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership. You can level the playing field in your beverage negotiations, and you can save or make your company millions through a new or an improved beverage agreement. The first step is a free beverage opportunity analysis which will tell you just how much you can save or you can make. Sign up for your free beverage opportunity analysis at enlivenpartnership.com and by clicking free savings estimate. On behalf of everyone here at Enliven, thanks for listening in.